right, good morning, ladies. This beautiful sunny day. You can almost imagine it's summer, but uh, it does take some imagination. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a blessing to see you. Let's go ahead and get started. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to uh, go over your word and principles that make a difference in our lives. And I pray that you will guide and direct what is said and done now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're back to our study on change into his image. We have been jumping in and out. Sorry about that, just the way the schedule has gone, but I should be several in a row here, so I'm thankful uh, for that. I do have the Bible and strip coming, but anyway, um, but it is good to be here and uh, to work on this. I'll get this fixed here. All right. trust that uh, some of you were able to be at the conference this week. Uh, it certainly was a blessing. If you did not, I encourage you to watch the different sessions and to, uh, to watch those in order. I think they could be a great help to you. And uh, so the Lord was good to us. All right. We are looking at the problem that is within us as we're looking at change to, to his image. And the right way to approach that, we heard a lot this last week about the encouragement of the fact that uh, what we are in Christ. But to apply what we have in Christ, we must also honestly assess who, uh, what, where our problems are in the flesh and deal with those. That's that delicate balance because you can be introspective on one side or you can actually ignore issues and in the name of uh, having you know, looking at who you are in Christ, uh, just sort of bypass dealing with sin and the ramifications and where the root problems are and, um, and not get down to it. So it just takes wisdom. And this book really helps you in a very balanced way do that. So I hope I can get this across as we go along. A couple weeks ago, several weeks ago now, we looked at the, um, he gave illustrations of, of teenagers and their uh, root issues in the lives that they lived as an example of what we all have, except teenagers are just more out there, you know. And so we can all relate to this. There was the assertive rebel, remember that one? And uh, that's the one that's just in your face, not, it's just gonna do what they wanna do and, and so on. Then there's the cooperative rebel that is doing it because they want to look good, uh, they get a lot of positive for not, be, uh, not being a rebel, and there's an awful lot of self involved in their rebellion, and they're not really dealing with issues in their life, and they're not really in submission to the Lord. And by the way, a lot of folks would be in that category. Uh, and I think we have to ask yourself all the time, what are my motives for wanting victory? What are my motives for living the Christian life? And I tell you, self is just screams at you all the time. Self is right there to truly live for the glory of God and want to accomplish his purposes for his glory can only come, now get this, it can only come through the power and working of the Holy Spirit. So you can apply principles and there will be some level of blessing, but if principles are applied from a selfish standpoint, 
there will not be the deep working that, that needs to be done in our lives. And, uh, and so just about everything, of course, goes back to self, uh, like James says in James chapter 4, why do we have these fightings among us? Well, it's that war within. It's the desires that we have, the selfish problems that we do have. And then there was the passive rebel. You know, they just, um, uh, they just aren't going to assert themselves, but inside they're doing what they want. And, um, and, and they get by because of that. There's different ways you can do that. But look with me, if you would turn, I think it would be good for everybody to turn to Galatians chapter 5 here. And I would like to look at <clears throat> the passage. We're in the middle of the same chapter here. And I want you to see how just straightforward the Word of God is. We have the wonderful encouragement in verse 16 of chapter 5. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and ye shall, say it together, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's shouting ground, folks. If you walk in the Spirit, you won't walk, I mean, you won't fulfill those selfish desires. And so a submission to the powerful Spirit of God within us, honesty, openness in our hearts about our needs will allow us to have the Spirit of God. However, the flesh, and by the way, let's just do a little theology again. The flesh and the spirit are not equal in size and power. In fact, the real you is regenerated. You've heard me say it thousands of times if you're here at the church. I say when we are saved, we are born again, born from above. Uh, we are regenerated. We are given spiritual life. We are no longer spiritually dead. We are created in righteousness and true holiness, Ephesians 4.24. The Spirit of God comes in because we are righteous in our spirit because of the miracle of the new birth. And so He can indwell in us. So the real you is what? Righteous. It is righteous. It is holy. But we still have the body of sin and we have the, the flesh, that sinful tendency to fulfill self and, um, but yet our inner spirit is um, a new creation, as a Corinth, a first, a 2 Corinthians 5 says. And so we do need to understand that whenever we allow the spirit to control, the fact that we now are genuinely born again and the spirit of God is in control, the flesh is no match for that at all. It's not two equal powers. I mean... Our regenerated spirit involved by the spirit is like a massive atomic bomb. And frankly, our flesh is like a little pea shooter in comparison. But the trouble is we let the pea shooter have its way. It's really sad. It's really sad. I mean, every person here, I don't care what your past is or what your present problems are, they are very small compared to who you really are and who God is in you. Like I said, that's shouting ground. Let's, let's look at uh, verse 16 again. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You know, the gospel's good news uh, for those that are lost, that, that gain eternal life. It is good news for us as believers that there is victory in Christ. But there is the battle, verse 17, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, 
and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Who you yield yourself to in this battle is who's going to win, but if you ask the Spirit of God for help, you won't yield to the flesh. Uh, but if you be of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Here we go. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and, such, and of such like. Whew, what a list, huh? By the way, if you ever take the lid off of civil, any culture, it's all there. It's all there. Our culture is really bad because we are entertained by all that stuff. Right, right out there. We talk about it. We're legalizing it. I mean, that's why we need, we've got to wake up. Christians have got to get over their apathy and their passivity. Our culture is in the final stage of uh, degeneration. That takes time. God works. He's gracious. Look how long-suffering was with Israel, how long-suffering he's been. But let's don't take the long-suffering of God and uh, get apathetic. We need to be realizing our own lives must not be swallowed up like it, like the frog in the kettle. And uh, we've got to um, really ask God to work in our lives to be able to touch other people's lives. Listen, if we had a move of God, with, especially with technology today, the whole country would know about it. If uh, churches got on fire for God and things started happening, uh, it'd be amazing. And so we've got to realize that God can work. But um, this is why, folks, this list makes you a little bit sick, should anyway. Well, that's who, we, that's who our flesh is. That's why if you walk in the flesh too long and then are entertained by the world through, uh, through the media, see things that you shouldn't see, uh, even as a believer, you are capable. Uh, it says you, you, you do things that you wouldn't want to. Same thing we find in Romans chapter 7. And uh, I, I don't know how many times I've had Christians come in my office and say, I just can't believe I did that. I can't believe I've lived that way for the last few months. I didn't want to. And I, I agree with that. I'm sure that's true. But they did. You see, whatever they really got into that they had to come to see me about, it preceded, what preceded that was a neutral, flesh-dominated life for a while. It didn't start right at that point. You will never fall into major temptation if you're walking in the Spirit regularly, Honestly, when you're not, you're dealing with it. You won't. You won't. But if you get into a passive condition and just sort of live the normal Christian life, you are wide open. Don't take heed when you think you stand lest you fall. 1 Corinthians 10 makes it very clear uh, because our flesh is more powerful. But I'm telling you, our spirit indwelt by the Spirit of God is way more powerful. So it's, uh, we need to respect the fact that we have these tendencies, but we need to, um, on the other hand, uh, have great confidence. And so, you know, all of the sensual sins, they're mentioned here from actual sensual sins to mental sensual sins. And um, it's just, and we're just, we're in that today. 
Uh, just such a lack of decency as is mentioned here. Idolatry is dependence upon anything else other than God to meet our needs. Witchcraft is sorcery. It also has uh, the idea of uh, drugs and so forth that are involved. Um, hatred, variance, uh, contentious spirit, uh, emulation, spirit of envy, wrath, explosive angry outbursts. And that comes, by the way, from a guilty conscience as a Christian who is having these other issues. And almost never is wrath just there. Now sometimes that can be from the past and what they uh, have learned and the lack of discipline in the home, but many times it's because there's hidden sin and then there's the explosive wrath. Strife, uh, rivalries, seditions, feuding, divisive spirit, all this goes together. Heresies, uh, a disunity based upon a stubborn opinion Envyings, embittered resentment against others, murders, taking someone's life unlawfully, drunkenness, any kind of intoxication which would involve, uh, uh, you know, drugs and so forth. By the way, um, anything you depend upon, even uh, prescription drugs, can fall in this category if it, if it isn't handled properly and what your dependence is because so many people that I know went from prescription dependency into illicit drug dependency. The problem is doctors will go way too long on prescribing something and uh, frankly I think they're culpable for that but then at a point you can't get that anymore so therefore you've got to get into other things and I've, I've had uh, tragic things that I've had to deal with in that regard. So it is important uh, for us to uh, uh, have uh, an understanding that uh, these tendencies are there. Now, we, we do need to understand what our propensities are. You know, are we more of an assertive rebel, or are we a cooperative rebel, or are we a passive rebel? But like the author says, don't try to nail yourself down in these. We're all three. Okay. In other words, we may be more, we have a propensity of personality, background, and, and so forth. And you may not be showing much of that because it's not happening. You are in submission. So uh, don't get introspective. But we have to understand if there's problems in our life that we are somehow resisting God. Now remember, every time God speaks and we don't do something, that's rebellion. Uh, on, on Thursday morning, we had John Wilkerson speak on the master and listening to him. That was an excellent message. And then Pastor Gilmore on God is the Cindy God, listening to that. And those two messages, basically, if you want to get down to it, is when God speaks, go, do. You know, just let him have full uh, leadership. And when we don't, that's rebellion. Give out that track? No, I don't want to. That's rebellion. Ask that person forgiveness. Oh, that's too embarrassing. I don't think I need to. That's rebellion. Spend more time in devotions. Don't have time. That's rebellion. And folks, let me just say, if we'll call it that, we'll, you'll get victory. Instead of, I tell you what, be very careful about covering things and trying to sugarcoat. The world's doing that all the time. You don't have sin anymore. You got sicknesses. You got syndromes. And I do have sympathy with people with patterns. I understand all that. But everything is whitewashed. But Christians do the same thing. 
We try to minimize. Listen, if you want to get freedom, I'm not talking about beating yourself down. Just call it what God calls it and go on in victory. That's, that's really what we're talking about here. And that's why he's bringing up this matter of rebellion because in essence, that's what sin is from the very beginning. When you look at uh, uh, Genesis chapter 3, that, um, that was what he was playing on to deal with uh, rebellion and to be able to be humble, deal with it, and then access the grace of God. Now remember, you will feel good if you are right with God, but you don't want to do what you're doing to feel good about yourself. You want to do what you're doing to have God be glorified. I'm going to be saying that all the way through here. Motives are very important. And one of the real problems with identity truths, as we've gone over for the last three years in our victory conferences, it can be taken from a, a selfish standpoint to try to feel good about ourselves. We should feel good about ourselves because of Him, for Him, not just to meet our needs. Do you see the balance on that? And, uh, and that's really what he's dealing with. All right, he gives, I'm not going to give the case, uh, the case study here, but remember the assertive rebel way back uh, a couple weeks ago um, and how this boy was uh, just a real rebel and gotten all kind of stuff. Well, his parents were upstanding parents in the church and, uh, and were highly respected. Well, the problem they got down to as they were dealing with it, the dad finally admitted, I got a terrible anger problem. And the mother was manipulative, she didn't follow, she knew that what her husband was doing wasn't right, so she went around her husband and caved into the son because she felt sorry for him because of the father's treatment. And so she was disobedient and didn't communicate the proper way. And so uh, the pastor, when dealing with this boy's problems, guess where he started? With mom and dad. Now, obviously, the boy's responsible, too, but the boy was able to, uh, you know, doesn't give the end of the story, but probably able to be reached because the parents were humble and open and honest. But that's the key on anything. Look down at the root uh, issue. Now, um, let me move quickly here. All right. Um, on your discussion sheet is going to be a list of questions that I'm going to want you, and you can pull them out there if you want to, that come directly from the book. That it would be good for you all to take some time to reflect upon here at the end of the uh, chapter. Um, God says our most basic problem is our propensity to turn everyone to his own way. You've seen the example of several people in this uh, book. And so what are some of the elements that constitutes your own way? And so to help try to see that, uh, here are some of the questions, and we'll chat about them for a minute here. I feel most secure when? All I want to have be, do, is. The thing I worry about the most is. Now, don't give the right answer, give the honest answer. You understand what I'm saying? You can answer all this exactly like, I mean, when you're around, you know exactly what to answer, bing, 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 so I, you know, get this thing right, look good. No, ans uh, answer for yourself. Answer for yourself 
uh, what is the true answer. Maybe not all the time, but just at times that reveals, what he's trying to do is reveal where our rebellion stems from. Yes? Oh, the, you haven't given them to Okay, would you mind giving them to them? All right, why don't we do that? Thank you. Somebody had the courage to speak up. All right. You're thinking, Pastor does, doesn't know what's going on here. No, I don't. I just. Uh, all right. Um, the thing that keeps me awake at night is. I go into a panic when. Now again, you don't have to discuss all these. This is for your own, uh, your own uh, work here. I get most angry when. I tend to get very discouraged when. Now I don't mind you working on these right now as I make final comments today. What's the purpose of this? To try to show you where the, some of the root issues are that cause you not to fully trust the Lord, fully submit to His will, and to start, start beginning to realize, no, I have, this is where my flesh rears its ugly head. Now, you got to remember, we all have these propensities. And don't try to overly categorize yourself because, and that's what he says here, you know, we all have every tendency. We are rebels by, by nature. But remember, who are, what is your spirit? It's righteous. It's holy. Christ indwells you in the Spirit of God. You are able to live His life. But our flesh does have some program tendencies, do they not? People are different. By the way, this helps you understand spiritual growth. We have all that we need in Christ. But what, when you continue to yield to the Lord, God changes your thinking, changes your, your brain, think, uh, the roads that uh, you go down. He gives you uh, truth that you can stand upon. He, you're honest. You know how to say no to things right away so you don't go down those pathways. And, and then you become stronger and stronger in your Christian life. doesn't change the fact you have everything you need right now. But the flesh has to be honestly dealt with. And uh, so... These questions um, uh, help you find out, uh, are you assertive, cooperative, passive? Uh, what characteristics do you have? Write out your answers. Don't waste time trying to find out exactly what kind of rebel you. All of us are fairly flexible in the ways we rebel. I like that. <laughs> We're pretty good at it, you know. Uh, the goal in answering this question is to identify the ways in which you are most prone to rebel. In other words, if you're really honest, whatever wakes you up at night really is the most important thing. If you're worried about your identity, if you're worried about what people are going to say or losing something, um, you know, people fear all kinds of things. Well, that just helps you reveal, helps reveal what really is um, uh, cr critical to you in your life and where there's a lack of real peace about that. Um, and so those are, those are questions you can't just answer, you know, I would answer them now, but it's some you have to meditate on a little bit because uh, um, it may be several other things. But the things you worry about are the things that are most important to you. Um, and uh, 
The things that make you most secure are the things that you trust. Now you know what to say about what makes you most secure. We all would answer God does when we're right with Him, yes. But humanly, what makes you really feel good when you have your bank account's in better shape? When um, you've had a good time when people have said nice things about you and you feel secure? Um, when you've had a day in which you actually followed your schedule? You know, that happens every three years or so, you know. Um, but no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, things that, that uh, mean something to you or um, I don't know what else to say, but you know, the things that make you feel good about yourself, things went well, so I'm doing well. And boy, that, can, that, that cart could be up, upset very fast, believe me. Um, but those are things you're trusting. Those are things you're trusting. You gotta really think about it, because you know the right answer, but give the true answer. And, um, and so forth. So, and, and how does God expose these things? When he puts you in a trial, how do you react? What do you look for? Do you get angry, frustrated, hurt, flail out, um, blame God? It's very helpful. I just realized I have a special speaker here, so I've got to leave to meet them. <laughs> I just realized the time here. But anyway, this study, we're going to just, it's, he, it's not like a lot of our books where we just sort of, poof, we cover a lot. He just takes these painful steps. But it's very helpful and it's very healthy. He does it in a good balanced way. You notice he doesn't say, characterize yourself. No, no, no. We're just wanting to see those patterns to give them to the Lord, know ourselves, and not, not uh, be uh, tripped up by false thinking and, 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 and notice the habits of our life that hold us down. And there's victory. I fail, failed to go on in Romans chapter, um, excuse me, Galatians chapter 5. What does it go on to say? But the fruit of the Spirit is. There's victory in Christ. You don't have to be that way. But we've got to be sober about the potential of the flesh. Okay? So we need to be encouraged. And, and listen, confession is just agreeing with God, not pounding your head and and uh, doing penance and walking around with chains on you and, you know, all, and cry at least for, well, of course you ladies can do that, but cry at least X amount of uh, time. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. It's thoroughly agreeing with God and doing what God says. So that's what, what is he trying to make us do? Agree with God. No, this isn't right. We see ourselves, but we're not going to be down because the Spirit of God will give us victory. But I, I can be held back from victory if I don't know my own heart. Our hearts are deceitful. So trust that giving you the balance on it. So I'll let you finish that out and discuss as would be appropriate there. All right.